turns boring in the middle of the afternoon, as it does so often for children, as was almost out of style, like old clothes that were poorly and uninterestingly designed from the very beginning. Maybe he should have thought twice about it. The sun was burning me slightly, but I didn't care. My face felt a little flushed. I wasn't wearing a hat. I seldom wore hats when I was a child. Hats were to come later on. I had almost albino white hair. Kids called me Whitey. I had been standing there so long that my tennis shoes were almost dry. They were at their half-life, which is the best time for tennis shoes. They felt as if they were truly a part of me, like an extension of my soles. They were alive at the bottoms of my feet. I didn't like it when my tennis shoes completely wore out, and we didn't have any money to buy another pair. I always felt as if I had done something bad and was being punished for it. I must be a better kid. This was how God was punishing me, by making me wear fucked up old tennis shoes so that I was embarrassed to look at my own feet. I was too young and naive then to link up the meaning of those ridiculingly defunct tennis shoes that I was forced to wear with the reality that we were on welfare— and welfare was not designed to provide a child with any pride in its existence. When I got a new pair of tennis shoes, my outlook on life immediately changed. I was a new person, and proud to walk on the earth again, and thanked God in my prayers for helping me get a new pair of tennis shoes. But in the meantime, it was the summer of 1947, and I got bored waiting for them to come with their furniture and decided to go visit an old man who was a night watchman at a small sawmill nearby. He lived in a little shack by the sawmill and drank beer. He drank a lot of beer while he watched the sawmill, so that no one took anything. The sawmill was very, very quiet after the workers went home. He watched it with a bottle of beer in his hand. I think you could have stolen the entire sawmill— and he wouldn't have noticed it. I would often visit him, and he would give me his empty beer bottles, and I would return them to the store and get a penny apiece deposit for them. Collecting his beer bottles was a good idea. It beat looking into the sun. I waded back across the plank, and my feet were wet again. It took only a few seconds to make it as if they had never been dry, that they had always been wet, but I didn't care. I had to make the decision whether to take my bamboo fishing pole with me, because there was a place along the way where I sometimes jigged for frogs or hide it in the bushes. I stood there and took about ten seconds longer to make that decision than I should have. I hid my pole in some bushes. The idea of frogs was as boring as the sun. I would pick it up when I came back to join the man and the woman in their open fishing house across the pond. I was now ahead of them in time, so I would give them a couple of hours to catch out. There were other things that I could do besides not catch fish until they came, and the night watchman's beer bottles was one of them. While I walked a quarter of a mile to the sawmill, my mind was occupied with fantasies of empty beer bottles. Maybe he had two cases of them, or perhaps even three. I hadn't visited him in a week or so, and maybe he had been drinking more beer than usual. I hoped that was the case. Then I had the sobering thought that maybe another kid had already visited him and gotten all the beer bottles that should rightfully have been mine. 
I didn't like the idea of that kid. I vowed to make it a regular part of my life to visit that old man at least every four days and get all of his beer bottles for myself. The loss of that revenue was no laughing matter, especially if part of your life you had to wear shitty tennis shoes. During those years just after World War II, I could be quite a formidable collector of beer bottles if I put my mind to it. They were worth a penny apiece for the small ones and two cents apiece for quarts. When I was in a very serious beer bottle mood, I would take an old baby buggy with me. It was made out of wicker and had a huge hood. I could put a lot of beer bottles in that buggy. Sometimes I would spend a whole day pushing it around, collecting abandoned beer bottles. Within a mile of where we lived, there were many opportunities for a young beer bottle capitalist if he pushed his baby buggy hard and long enough.